thank you for tuning in this week as me, Pastor E, and Minister DeAndre discuss big dreams and specifically chase it. Join the podcast, enjoy the word, and let us know what you think. We have the pastor and founder of True Love Christian Church, Pastor Eric D. Lacey. He's going to go ahead and join us. Go ahead and wave hi to Pastor. Give him some likes. Give him a few emojis and welcome him on in. How is it going, sir? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Glad to be on this stage to have this discussion tonight. It is an awesome time, awesome time uh, to be in God's presence, to be uh, a servant at this time because these are some times that have never been seen before. And so because they've never been seen before, it gives us an opportunity to showcase the goodness of God on our lives. So I'm just excited. That's awesome, that's awesome. We have a few more people joining us. We're black, we see said hello to you pastor we got Katrina Lacey hey, glad man. to see you guys tonight thank you guys for joining us Palestine go ahead and let us know where y'all checking in say hello let us know who's here I see there are seven people so far but I don't see all the names so go ahead and comment so we can shout you out go ahead pastor take it take it away amen yeah let us know where you're coming from uh if you're coming from Palestine, Texas, that's a great place. That's where I grew up. Uh, just a poor country boy from Palestine, Texas. And uh, so all of my Palestine peeps, uh, sh- sh- shout out to P-Town if you're logging in. And my humble people, please shout out. If you're in high school, let us know. If you represent those humble wildcats, please let us know. Uh, we got a task to see the eagle on the stage, so let us know where you're coming from, and uh, we just want to hear from you uh, tonight. Thank you for checking in, Shakira. We see you. Thank you, Donna, all the way from Elkhart, Texas, home of, gosh, Jeffrey right Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr., Super Bowl running back, Jeffrey Wilson. Awesome, 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 awesome. What's up, Michael Anderson? I'm in the Tascacita Eagle, but I'm still born and raised in Palestine. I'll never forget where I come from. Shout out to Palestine. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. We've been talking about uh, big dreams, and uh, hopefully uh, we've said something on our broadcast on Sunday. I just want to first thank all of you who liked it, who shared, who participated. Uh, in the process because that was just amazing and uh, all of the love that was shared. So uh, if you want to continue that conversation, please share uh, this page. But we'll share this this feed because we are talking about how you can attain and make it through your big dreams. And so this whole month we've been talking about big dreams and it has uh, been a great time for me. I don't know about you, DeAndre. What, What have you thought about it? It's been an awesome time. And you know, a lot of times we get caught up in the monotony of life and we're just existing. You know, um, I'm a bu- music fan. I love Drake. He steals a lot of people's quotes, but he has this one song back in the day. He said, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And we don't want you to just go through life existing. Your purpose is not an accident. God put you on this earth to serve one purpose, to be a leader over an area. And that's what discovering your dreams are about. Exactly. We, we talked the first week about uh, seeing our dreams. Uh, the, the, it, it is so important for you to just see your dreams, be able to dream dreams. And because our dreams literally give us hope. And a lot of times we live a hopeless existence where we just run through the meal, just go through the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old Monday, same old Tuesday, same old Thursday, same old Friday. And it is a dream that allows us to reach further because uh, we reach for something that's just beyond the being. 
and it causes us to put restraints on our life. If, if we're gonna lose weight, then we've gotta put some restraints on our life because we see the vision of where we wanna be. But the second week, we talked about saying it, uh, really putting it out in the air, and how a lot of times we, as believers, hold our dreams to ourselves, and we're afraid to go public with our dreams, which is why we have the vision board. It's not really a vision board. It is really just us putting our dreams on a stage where everybody can see. And so instead of carrying those things, uh, holding them close to the desk, it is our it is our way of saying we're going to say it. We're going to go public. And so each week we added dreams to our to our board because people have added stuff. Listen, if you're on the line, if you're on our stream tonight, go ahead and type your uh, big dream in. It's not too late. We'll still put it up on the board for Sunday. And uh, we're just excited about what God has already started to make manifest. Now listen, if you are praying for us, I want you to be praying for us that our big dreams come to fruition. Um, one of the big dreams that, that I have right now is not even for me. It's for everyone. It is that we find a vaccine that works uh, for this COVID-19 uh, situation, and that it, it's something that's, that will be expedited and not a huge loss of life. So I'm already praying that, and so I wanna pray that you pray with us as we go um, go deeper in, in, into that, because that's a huge dream, and uh, we're just trying to, 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 to allow God to work and move even in this situation. Uh, DeAndre has a great dream of being a, a uh, Arthur, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's a perfect segue, Pastor. He mentioned being public about your dreams. And oftentimes we don't want to be public because we don't number one, we don't want accountability if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. And secondly, we're fear we're fearful of failure. Well what if I say I want this to happen and it doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen? But we know what's gonna happen if you don't take that step. So we see some more people join us. Hey, Ashley Magruder, shout out to Ashley Magruder. Me, me. Shout out to DeWanda Lacey, that's my mom. Shout out to you, mom. See Tavares Barnes in the building. All of you guys that are live right now, go ahead and drop your dream. Go ahead and post it. I don't want you to think that your dream has to be, I want to be a millionaire. I want to create my own business. If that's your dream, great, but your dream could be, I want to create, uh, uh, I want to get, uh, financially free, become financially free. I want to be a great mother to my children. It, your dream is what God has placed in your heart. So we would love for you to comment below. What is your dream? So we can take that dream down and add it to our dream board right behind us. Amen. Amen. And on Sunday, uh, we kept the big dreams discussion going and uh, we used a message entitled Chase It, Chase Your Big Dream. And there are some things that happen when you, not only you say it, but then you start trying to implement it. Uh, chasing it, it gets a little bit harder because problems come. And I don't know who you are, but I know problems have come your way. Because what happens, a lot of us, we live in a world where we're frustrated all the time. And the reason why we're frustrated is because we're in that in-between space of I see something greater for myself, but the reality of who I am has not yet manifested itself. And so living in that in-between of seeing something greater, but living in my reality is really tough to navigate. But everybody that I know that has a big dream or that ever accomplished a big dream, guess what? They had a lot of challenges along the way. Even us being being on this stage today, there were a lot of challenges to get us to where we are today. Uh, even me, as a, as a, as as I ventured to do several entrepreneurial pursuits, there were a lot of challenges in each and every one. But I just want to challenge you to make sure that you have the right perspective on the problems that are facing you. What, what was something that was said on Sunday, DeAndre, that really spoke to you? Something that was said on Sunday. Um, there's so many things that we could think about, but I think the main thing that that is still resonating with me is, is the part where you're saying 
being public about it because um, for many people, that's a big step. You can talk about writing it down. You can talk about making a plan. But I've, I've found in myself that the more I talk about my dreams, the more I believe that it's possible. And we can't really get to that point of, of doing it until we believe it. Because your actions always follow your beliefs. And when you said keep the right perspective, I'm reminded of the movie Self-Made. Um, the Madam C.J. Walker story, I'm not gonna give it away. Obviously it's history, so it's already given away. But I need you to watch that movie. That is a perfect movie that's symbolic of what this sermon series is about. She faced situation, problem after problem. And I don't know how true to the story it was, but what I liked about the character is literally about to be on the verge of losing her business. She was saying, and when we come back after this, we're gonna expand. And everybody around there was like, what are you talking about expanding? We literally just trying to keep the lights on today. But that's how her mind was. Yeah. She was always seeing problems and flipping the problem into a greater opportunity. That's it. Every time I've been in tough situations, uh, God has always allowed me to rebound. Every time I master the problem, God has always, I promise you, it's really a principle. He has allowed me to rebound. Uh, I face financial struggles. I've had all of these things. I've been broke as a joke. And, uh, but God has allowed me in every situation to find a way to rebound because of my perspective on problems. And I want to help you today because one of our goals on our lives is to let you know that you can be empowered. Our goal, my goal in life is to empower people. So when people call me, I was talking to people, giving somebody some advice today and trying to empower people. But the only way you can truly be empowered is that you have the right perspective on your problems. So what is a problem? Maybe you can comment this underneath if you want to go public with it right now, or you can just put it in my inbox, or uh, you can send it to the church's in inbox on, on Facebook or YouTube or whatever whatever uh, medium, your platform you're watching us on. But there is a problem that is affecting you. What problem is that that's in between you and where you are right now and you and where you want to be? There was a problem that I had at the beginning of the year. Uh, I went in to see the doctor and I got a very bad doctor's report. And uh, I had already set a goal before the year came in that I would be lead a more healthier lifestyle and I would really I would really strive to get rid of any medication that I was that I was taking. That was a big dream. I went public with it weighing about 280 pounds. A lot of people are surprised when I say that, but I'm here today weighing 245. And wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm excited about what God has done, but consistently changing, it wasn't easy, but just consistently changing my mindset on how I eat, consistently changing my mindset on working out, consistently changing my mindset on these on, on different things and that's really just been my strategy for a lot of situations and circumstances in my life so I never really feel like my setbacks hurt me I just look at my setbacks as a setup for what God is getting ready to do and I appreciate how pastor can put that invitation to you guys to share your dream and we have one from Ashley Magruder she says a dream of hers is for true love's message and mission to magnify across America and we thank you for that, Ashley. And so one way that you guys can help this mission be magnified across America is if you click that share button, you click that like button, and you share this message because somebody out there needs to be um, hearing a message of hope and a message of inspiration. And something that Pastor said that resonated with me just now was his mindset. And a lot of times we get so focused on the strategy we get so focused on the methodology of trying to become an author or trying to be debt-free. But you really can't do any of that until you fix your mind. And anytime you're around some type of guru, they're always gonna say, you gotta fix your mindset. And I used to be like, that's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. They don't know what they're talking about. But until you truly value your health, you can try every diet until it really becomes part of your value system. 
it's not going to work until you truly value your finances and you change the way you think about money, you change the way you think about your diet. Until you really do that first, that's the foundation that you build everything off. Of. I agree. I agree. Uh, changing your perspective on that really showcases who you are and what you're made of. Your problems can either do one or two things. They can either hurt you or they can heal you. Uh, in this in this time, uh, I said from day one, I respect COVID-19, I respect it, I'm gonna wash my hands, I'm gonna do everything that I can, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to continue to live my life and to be and do what God's called me to do because my uh, job is to serve God's people. And my job is to serve God's people until I take my last breath. And so I'm still breathing. So that means I've still got to serve God's people. So maybe you're on this uh, platform and you're following us tonight and you're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm locked in the house. I can't move anywhere. You're in Dallas and you can't go anywhere. Or maybe you're one of my family in LA and you're on this platform and you can't go anywhere. Listen, you can go to our website and you can still serve, tlchumble.org, uh, serve. And if you go to the serve page, you can put in what area you're willing to serve in. And what we will do is we will get back to you and we'll share with you all the ways that you can serve even from your home. The first way you can serve tonight is just clicking the share button while you're watching this broadcast clicking the share button, or if you're on YouTube, just sharing it with a friend, put it in your message and send it, text it to somebody, but you can share right where you are. The other way you can help uh, right where you are from home is to give. Giving is uh, is something you can do, uh, whether it's wherever you are, we have a give page on our website and you can make sure that you give. These are, these are different times. I'm excited about what this time has meant. I miss high-fiving all of my TLC Humble family. I miss y'all so much. Matter of fact, I went and saw a couple of people today, but I do miss you. I miss the hugs after ways. You can go to our webpage. You can click serve on the page and you can serve that way. Or you can also click our give page, go to our give page and you can give whatever you can give. You can't serve, that's fine. But for every person, especially those that are part of the True Love Christian Church family, and you are a basic part of the love community of Humble, we want to welcome you to serve even in this time because serving helps us keep the right perspective. And so uh, we're, challenging to, we're challenging you, whether you're here or not, we're going to create a movement to continue to spread the, the, the message of love, continue to show, show love, continue to um, show people the hope that comes from God. And as we're as people are coming back on, one of the message, one of the things that we do uh, is for right now we are serving and showing love by feeding at least 150 people every single day during this pandemic. We are serving and feeding 150 people every day. And it has been a blessing to be a part of. It makes me feel good to be a blessing to God's people. I don't know about you, but if when you really serve God and God opens the heart, your heart to be a blessing to people, there is no, there is no, no, no feeling that is better than being a blessing to God's people. What do you think about that, D? I think um, many of us are in this place where we don't know where to serve because we don't know our purpose, we don't know our gifts. And the whole time you were saying that, I was thinking about how I slowly began my process of discovering what my purpose was. And the only way, if you're not sure, well, I want to help, but I don't know what my gift is. The only way to figure that out is to start serving. The way that I finally discovered and confirmed that I wanted to be an author was because at one point in my life, God kept putting my younger cousins on my heart. And I said, what's something I can do to just encourage them? And, and I just started sending them text messages. It actually started with my female cousins because as a male, I just wanted to be a 
positive male presence in her life. Then it turned into all of my younger cousins. And now I text 130 people a day. So basically, I write every single day. And the more I did that, the more I discovered this is a way that I want to give back to people. But I only discovered that by truly just doing something to try to be a blessing to somebody else. And, and today's devotional that I sent out was those who sow sparingly, reap sparingly. And so if you think about a farmer, he has two choices. He can take a handful of seeds and say, you know what, I'm going to throw a few out, but I'm going to hold on to some. But the problem with that mentality is if the ones that I hold on to, they're never going to grow into anything. They're always going to remain a seed. Yeah. But the, the thing is, people don't want to plant because, well, what if some of them don't grow? We don't know which, when we pour out seeds, we don't know which ones are going to grow and which ones aren't. But I do know the more you throw out, the greater your chance to reap a harvest. And that's where it comes to our giving financially, our giving to our families, our giving of kind words. You don't know how a seed that you plant in somebody today is going to turn into a harvest tomorrow. What teachers, who, who knows what his teachers may have thought of him when he was younger? The teachers that counted him out or the teachers that I, I spoke to him. That was bad. <laughs> I was a class clown a lot of days. <laughs> I but I'm sure you can share some of your story about those people that spoke into your life and now you're a pastor. But what if they would have said, my, my little kind word to him is not going to make a difference. Me taking this time out to help this young man, or this young man is hopeless. But who knew at the time that he was going to become a pastor? It makes that a big difference. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes a big difference. Who you are in private really is who you'll become in public. Um, if you look at this, we talked from First Kings uh, chapter 1, verses 36 through, through 40. Uh, on Sunday, and you don't even have this scripture without David, and you don't even have David without service, because the anointing that David received was because he was in a in a posture of serving. And so, when we're talking about being a servant, it just becomes who you are. It's not something that that you manufacture. It's just it's just who I am. I I see issues. And I just try to use what it is that I have to be a blessing to what it is that God has for me. So uh, when I have problems, if I'm a server, I see the problem is hurting me. But I also see because I am a server, that same problem that's hurting me can be the same thing that heals me. The thing that God wants us to understand is that problems come so that we can develop. They come because there is purpose attached to it. And if we're going to get to where God wants us to be and, and really attain our big dreams, we've got to truly understand that problems are not our enemy, but problems give us a great time to fail, but it also gives us a great time to heal because we see the goodness of Jesus in every single situation, in every single circumstance. And what I said Sunday was when you really begin to heal, you understand that problems are really do test your loyalty around you. It tests the loyalty of people that are around you. It, it tests those people. Problems test your loyalty, but problems not only just test your loyalty, but they also test your capacity. Anybody, uh, anybody had a friend? And uh, maybe you had a friend, D, and, and uh, you had a problem. Uh, what really tested the friendship was not the friend saying, I'm your friend, but the problem is what really tested the friendship. I tell people all the time, I don't really know if you're on my team till we disagree, and then I watch what you say after that. That's tough. That's tough. But at this moment, I, I just want to say thank you to Sister Cheryl for joining us back, Sister Jackie McDaniel for thank joining us, thank Shakira, thank my beautiful wife, thank you for joining us. Cutie he says thank you for that daily text, and I appreciate that. That means a lot anytime um, I do that and people say it means something yeah. to them because a lot of times we don't recognize our own giftedness. We're the last person to see it. And this student, um, one of my students the other, a few weeks ago told me, Mr. Lacey, have you ever thought about the fact that the only time you see yourself is in a mirror? And so oftentimes we're walking around gifted and anointed, but because it's our normal, 
we don't think it's anything special, you know. But just that, that shit they got some thumbs up for that. That was a good one, D. That was from TD Jakes. I yeah. Take oh. my face on the phone, so. <laughs> Shout out to Brother TD. Bishop TD. But when you are gifted and it's your normal, you don't recognize it. But you're not gonna recognize it until you serve people and you get that feedback that thank you for this message. It's inspired me. Thank you. And that's when I began to say, oh, there's something there. But you're never gonna discover it if you never take that time to serve others. I agree, I agree, I agree. Our problems not only test loyalty, but they also test your capacity. What, I, what they do is they are literally building your resume. Uh, your resume, if you think about it, is really just a collection of problems that you've solved successfully. And uh, if, if it was helping this unit grow from here to there or this, that, and the other, it is just a collection of problems. Not just the Holy Spirit just gave me that, but it is literally a collection of problems that you were successful about. So the question is today, what's on your resume? Like what is literally on your resume? What are some problems that are hurting you, but you've changed it around to work in your favor? And when it starts to work in your favor, then people begin to anoint you. Basically, they start putting their hands on you and saying, you are gifted, you are talented, you are this, that, and the other, but you would never know how gifted you are until you serve in the area of your gift. And a lot of times, there are problems associated with your gifts because the enemy does not want you to really know how gifted you are. So he'll allow you to stay in isolation. As long as you're in isolation, you can never truly see how gifted you truly are. But I thank God for people like Benaiah who attached his gift to somebody else's anointing. Not Benaiah attached his gift to somebody else's anointing. David was anointed, Benaiah was appointed, but he served, he served David in every season of his life because he was loyal. David's own kids weren't loyal to him. And so David was trying to figure out how, who am I going to pass the throne to because I don't see loyalty. But Benaiah even stepped up in that season and allowed uh, him and allowed himself to be used by David to where when he helped David find Solomon, Benaiah's best season hadn't even come yet. But it was just because of him being a servant. So the question is, are you a servant? Are you able to serve under somebody? Are you able to see somebody else get the glory? Are you able to just take pride in the fact that knowing God's will is going forward? I get I, I take pride in the fact knowing that every day when I wake up, somebody's gonna be blessed by either my ministry or the people that's tied to our ministry from our child care center to our feeding to the church. I just take pride in knowing that on every day, somewhere at some place, somebody that's attached to me is showing love. Hey Amen. And we see that, but that brother Troy Simmons just checked in. Thank you, brother. Go ahead, guys, and in the comments, what is either a problem you're currently facing, or what is a problem that you've successfully solved? Pastor asked the question, what is on your resume? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a career-related thing. What are some problems in your family that you feel like you successfully saw? What are That's some your spiritual resume. Life? That's your spiritual resume. So feel free in the comments below. Shout out to Brother Chuck Louise. Thank you for joining us. What are some things on your resume that you feel like God has anointed you to solve? Go ahead and feel free to comment that. Let us know. In the comments below. Let us know because I believe God is really and truly strengthening our spiritual muscles. Just like we train our spiritual muscles when we work out. Uh, one of the ways we train our muscles, you build muscle, is by tearing the muscle. And so you come back, it hurts to tear the muscle. You go home, you're sore, your muscles are letting you know that, hey man, this is kind of uncomfortable. But then you go home and you rest, and then you come right back and you do it again. And what happens is as you tear, layers come on top of the tearing, and so muscles start to build. And so a lot of us don't like that breaking place. We don't like that, that place where it's uncomfortable. We don't like the place where we have to deal with pain. But I want to help you because a lot of times dealing with pain successfully 
allows you to change your, uh, your, it allows you to change your affiliations privately. What happens when you start to get a different perspective on your problem and you start talking different, the people around you change. Because what I've said before is we are the five people that we talk to on a regular basis. Think about it right now. What five people do you talk to? What is the conversation about? And does it help you or does it hurt you? Does it take you to your dream or take you away from your dream? If I got time to talk about somebody, uh, I'm, take, I'm robbing myself of time to do what God wants me to do. So who are you talking to? What are you talking about? Because if I'm going to build my resume, I'm going to be making sure that people are better because I'm not bitter. And that's where also what we listen to comes into play. And I'm not coming at it from the typical self-righteous. Um, yeah, but faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God or hearing by whatever. And so for me, it's not even a matter of did they say a cuss word or not. What is the message? Something can be rated G but have a horrible message. Something can have a little bit of cuss words in it, but be a biblical principle. So mm -hmm. the question is not only the people you're talking to, what types of media do you expose yourself to on a regular basis? If your goal is to be healthy, are you all on an unhealthy timeline with bad food? <laughs> or if you're trying to be financially literate, do you ever listen to podcasts on financial literacy? Or are you talking about how to be better with your finances? You can't want this dream of this but you feed yourself this. They're gonna always counteract and one is going to take away from the other. So it's not just the people. I, the I agree. You've gotta have a replacer for whatever it is. If you have a bad habit of something, then you gotta have a, a replacer. One of the things I do is uh, I'm a movie buff. Me and my wife, we go to the movies uh, quite a bit and uh, don't judge me, okay? But when I go to the movies, I have to get a large popcorn, and uh, when that, when that, you know, when that drink comes on, like right for the movie, that, and it's yeah, it just for some reason <laughs> I always get thirsty, and I gotta get my Dr Pepper. I gotta go get it because I watch that, and I'm like, man, it looks good. So what I start doing is okay, yeah, yeah, I bring in a healthy snack okay. and Good so choice. even though I'm gonna snack while I'm watching it I'm eating on something that's healthy so since we're on the subject go ahead below and let us know what's your go-to snack when you go to the movies unfortunately you have to be mindful of your choices because they can influence other people so growing up with this family of popcorn people I became a popcorn person and it's crazy, but that's really a simple thing, but it shows you just how we program ourselves mm -hmm. to do things. I couldn't watch a movie without popcorn. Literally, it's just movies yeah. over popcorn. So we always talk about repenting and telling God I'm sorry mm -hmm. and apologizing, but repenting without replacing is just to ask yourself to go through that cycle again. So once you've repented, the turning away part is Instead of doing this, I'm going to do this. And a lot of times we get in the same guilt, same shame cycle because we focus on what not to do instead of saying, now I'm going to pursue this. Mm -hmm. And so the real freedom is in the pursuit. It's yeah. not avoiding the negative, it's pursuing the positive. I want to encourage you too, to tag somebody in your circle that's anointed. The thing that Benaya did uh, which I think was critical for his development, was he sought out, if you read his story, he sought out people who carried an anointing. And so Benaiah sought these people out. And a lot of times our dreams are deferred because of the conversations we have. And those conversations will either affirm your faith or they will deter your faith. And I'm just thankful that I've got a group of pastors that I regularly talk to and we text all the time. Uh, Pastor Eric Anderson, Pastor Brian Lee, Pastor uh, Dion. Uh, we, 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 we regularly talk or text uh, 
and uh, Pastor Smedley and Paralyn. Uh, we, we, we have a, a, I have a few pastors that I talk to on a regular basis. And if I forgot you, don't, 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 don't hold, don't judge me. But, but Brother Eric Brown, uh, yeah, it's a several. I, I, as you know, I'm, I'm talking. I'm a pastor, but what I learned is that I can't be on this island by myself. When I started seeing pastors killing themselves and quitting at record rates, I said, you know what, I gotta reach out to some other pastors because other pastors have problems just like me. And I need another perspective before I take the wrong perspective and not be, uh, not, not be fruitful in the season because the danger of surrounding yourself with the wrong people is that you can be successful in one season but be surrounded by the wrong people and the next season be a season of problems and, and things that take you away. You never wanna be yesterday's man. You want the anointing to stay fresh on you. And that goes back to what you said earlier about replacing. It looks like Lydia with her fruit snacks and Shakira with her chili cheese hot dog. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we wanna replace those with something else. But as far as friends, I, I think it was you. I, you know, I, I'm not big on hot dogs in a while, but the fruit snacks, they, they're pretty good. But, but as far as the friendships, like you said, I think it was you I've heard. I've heard otherwise people say this. You never want a bunch of people around you that need you. Exactly. If they yeah. need you, they're not going to hold you accountable. If you don't have accountability, you are not going to accomplish anything big. And another thing is awareness. You have to know, you have to be able to rank your friends. Not in a judgmental way, but you need to know this is my inner circle. Those pastors he's talking about, the people that hold me accountable, the people that don't need me. Hey, Katrina, welcome to the cast. The people that are telling me the truth, even when I don't want to hear it. When I get mad at them, they still calling me out when I'm wrong. That's my inner circle. Then you have that, that, that next tier of friendship. And then you have people that basically you're ministering to these people. They don't really have anything to give back to you, and that's okay. But if you're not aware of the categories of your friendship, mm -hmm. you're gonna expect something out of them that they can't give, and then you're gonna hurt yourself, or you're gonna yeah. confide in somebody that really doesn't have that capacity to handle it, and that's where we get hurt, not being aware of how to categorize our friendship. I agree. Your inner circle should be groups of people who, no matter what you do, you can't disappoint them, and they're gonna always give you the truth. Uh, you might, they might, they might, they might uh, be disappointed in you, but they're going to still speak life to you. And I think, I think a lot of times we like to get around people that make us feel comfortable, but we need to be around people that really hold us accountable. And I'm thankful for the friends that I have in my life that truly hold me accountable. And uh, you need to be a, you need to have a place where you can just be you, and uh, flaws and all. And uh, if you married, the person that really knows you is the person that's sleeping with you every night. They know you and uh, they can call you out. So we really got to get to a place because uh, the people around us are critical for our success. They really are. I mean, uh, if you look at this text, uh, Benaiah is surrounded by Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, David, and he's trying to make sure that uh, Solomon is the king because the anointed one, David, had appointed Solomon to be the king. And so they are doing a work. When you get around the right people, you it just seems like you wind up doing the right things. And I want to add something to that. Pastor yeah. Michael Anderson, I want to make it very clear. He said, <laughs> preach Pastor D. I am not a pastor. This is the pastor. Okay, hopefully the Mevo will zoom in on him. But I wanna add that a lot of times with this whole friendship thing, we get caught up in, well, I gotta cut people off and I gotta cut. If you change your pursuit, remember when we're repenting, we're replacing. We're That's taking right. that negative behavior, right. replacing it with something positive, beneficial. Now our pursuit is different. You don't have to cut anybody off. You are just locking, you're focused on the new direction you're moving in and people are gonna count themselves out. When you decide, I'm gonna start eating better, I'm gonna start reading, I'm gonna start bettering myself, either some, a small group of people are gonna come with you and other people 
they are not ready for that and they're just not gonna want to be around you. It's not because they don't like you anymore, it's just that they're not ready to make that change. So it's not about going and calling all these people and telling them we can't hang no more. You just change your pursuit and everybody is gonna do the separating on their own. I agree, I, I agree. It, it really happens in that way. Uh, as you're surrounded by accountability, uh, they hold you accountable. And as you're being held accountable, you value excellence. And so whether I'm cleaning the floors or whether I'm the corporate CEO, I value excellence. And when you value excellence, bigger problems start to come your way. And your paycheck is always tied to the level of excellence that you seek to solve. And so wherever I am, I gotta make sure that I value excellence, that I'm trying to do my best, because as I do that, there's another level of anointing that happens. And so I begin to get focused on the right thing. I, I start to focus in on the right pursuit. I, I can remember there were several seasons in my life where I, uh, I wasn't a bad person, but I was a misguided person. And so because I was misguided, I'm looking for a level of success that seems like it was always eluding me. But the reason was my pursuit wasn't right. And a lot of times we have to really go deeper within ourselves and say, uh, why do I really want this big dream? Uh, am I really, am I trying to be rich uh, because of me? Am I playing the lotto every week because I want the money. Why, what's the purpose? And a lot of times we find ourselves following the wrong pursuits because we make the pursuit about us. And so in the comments below, I challenge everybody watching um, to drop your why. Why do you do what you do? Why do you go to work every day? Why are you trying to have a new diet? Why are you trying to work out? And you know that book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Start With Why. If your why is it's not great big book. enough, the minute those problems that are going to come, the problems are going to come, the alarm clock is going to go off and you're not going to want to go run. It's going to rain and you're it's not going to want to go to work. You're going to feel sick. If your why isn't deep enough and big enough, then you're just going to quit. So it can't just be about you. Like Pastor said, it has to be bigger than you. It has to involve family, it has to involve, because if it's not big enough, the moment a challenge comes, you're just gonna say, why bother? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you read this chapter, First uh, Kings chapter one, you'll see Adoniah, David's son, uh, who, who uh, after Absalom died, Adoniah was uh, the next in line to be king. So Adoniah, instead of waiting on the appointed time, Adonai basically appoints himself king. And so I wanted to help you today because a lot of times we have appointed ourselves to situations that God hadn't anointed us for. We, we've appointed ourselves to situations that God hadn't anointed us for. And anytime you appoint yourself to something that God hadn't anointed you for, you may get it, but it's not going to be like you wanted it to happen. And so at Adonai, he didn't get what he was what he was striving for, he wound up he wound up uh, cowering in fear because he thought that the punishment was death. And a lot of times we bring situations into our lives by pointing us to by pointing ourselves to something. And God says, "I really just want you to be focused on the fact that, as uh, Rick Warren says in his first in his book, Purpose Driven Life, first page, it says it's not about you." Nothing in this life is about you. And the minute I begin to serve others, the minute I begin to give, I'm not talking about give financially, I'm talking about generous living, where I live life literally giving. I live life, I was selling a car the other day and I, I, I buy and sell cars. Uh, uh, that's kind of like a, a thing that I do, it's really start off like a hobby, I buy a little stuff and I, you know, it's just a hobby. I, that I have, and uh, I went to sell the car, and this young lady was in college, and uh, as she was in college, she was telling me her story. It could have been a sad sob story. I don't know, but I felt the Holy Spirit say, 
bless her by coming off the price of the car. So even though you're not going to make anything, it's still going to be a blessing to somebody else. And I think that's really those moments, those critical moments when the Holy Spirit whispers to you and says, hey, this is the time to be a blessing. It's, it's kind of like the 500-pound lion that shows up on a winter day. It's not a great time for a lion to show up and for you to be fighting a lion. But Benaiah, at that moment, he says, you know what? My destiny is on the other side of that lion. And you, your destiny is tied to that lion that you're willing to face. Maybe you're not going to make money this time. Maybe you're not going to feel the blessing this time. But because you know that you heard the Holy Spirit say, be a blessing, that's the opportunity to serve. And I want to help you. If God brought you to something, he's going to bring you through something. So speaking of earlier when you mentioned being a blessing to others, shout out to Mike Anderson for accepting the challenge of sharing, um, answering that question. He said, the reason I want to share my talent is because I feel that God gave it to me for the purpose of sharing. And that's right in alignment with what you said. And we just want to thank you, Gary Herman II, for joining us. Taylor Bray. Hey, Gary. Hey, Jackie, joining back in with us. Jordan Massey, powerful young man of God. Thank you for joining us. I know we're coming up on the closing moments, so I know Pastor has some final thoughts, but while he's doing that, we want to pray before we close this out. So while we're going to those closing moments, go ahead and drop any prayer requests that you might have. And if you want to privately message those because maybe they're a little personal, go ahead and feel free to privately message Pastor um, or privately message True Love Christian Churches page. Um, one thing that came to my mind, Pastor, you said don't appoint yourself. Don't self-appoint yourself. Wait for God's anointing. How do you know when you're appointing yourself or when God is appointing you for a situation and anointing? How do you know that? God never works in isolation. So any situation where you're greater in isolation than you are in the group, that's not a situation for uh, God to bless you in. The way you know that you're anointed is that you're serving under someone and they literally put their hands on you and bless you and bless your work and see the gift. And, and a lot of times we try to anoint ourselves because somebody else says that you're great without the person over you saying that you're great. The person that's over you really sees you and is praying for your development and so they see things that may not that may you you may not have seen in your development and so they're grooming you to be able to walk into your season i remember uh when i was serving at my father's church serving as music minister youth and all that kind of stuff uh my my father hardly ever was like hey you're doing a great job i knew that he appreciated the job that I was doing, but he, he didn't want me to get too excited about my own press clippings. And a lot of times we get so used to people patting us on the back when really we should just humble ourselves and serve. But that spirit took me into several other ministries where I served without receiving thank you. And I'm not saying that you don't say thank you because part of the responsibility for a leader is to thank people. And I thank you for watching, thank you for sharing and all that. Thank but there is a greater purpose on the inside that even if he never says a word, you still do it because you're not doing it for applause. You're doing it for the glory of God. And I really felt like, and I still feel the same way. I feel like it is a privilege to get up and share the word of God. With my track record and my history, uh, to be able to share God's word with God's people is a true blessing. And I'm just thankful that God allows me to speak to his people on a consistent basis. And uh, it, this is how you know also that you're walking under the anointing as we get ready to close out. Uh, when it's an anointed time, there's no anxiety in the kingdom. The people around you are glad that God is anointing you. The people around you are excited about your promotion. The people around you are literally pushing you forward. And so here, uh, here Benai is in this text, 
The text is not about him at this point, but he has supported Solomon. But Nias has already said that his best season is going to be with Solomon. But Solomon's best season is going to be as he becomes king, a position that he didn't really, he wasn't really supposed to get. But because of his faithfulness to his father, he was able to receive, receive promotion. But he gets the promotion. How? He gets the promotion by being faithful, but he's also being faithful to Benaiah. And Benaiah gets promoted. And if you look down at chapter 40, I mean, verse 1, chapter 40, verse 1, verse 40, you see that the people shouted. And I just want to say that there is a time where the people really get excited. I know when we get a uh, cure for this COVID-19, the people are going to be excited right. because of the level of problems that was solved. The people are going to be excited. And so this is how you know when you're truly on a mission from God that people are relieved when they see you. When we go to deliver food, when we go to pull up and deliver those 150 plates every day, when we're here providing excellent childcare, there are people who are excited because of the ministry that we do. When we're on this live trying to provide ministry from a spirit of excellence, we know that once it goes out, there should be some people that are excited about the nuggets of wisdom that you'll get from this Empower Hour. And so we just thank you for uh, coming on tonight. We wanna encourage you to continuously share and also maybe you're on this live with us and you got a prayer request or a prayer concern please drop it underneath and we want to pray with pray for you before we log out so if you real quick we want you to just write it and let us know what you're praying for and we want to be praying with you and for you at this time Amen. and as we close our prayer i just urge you and challenge you for those of us that have the blessing during this time of, of a little bit more freedom, take this time to, to not only spend more time with God and prayer, spend more time in the Word, but spend this time searching for if you haven't discovered your gift, developing your gift if you haven't, and do it for free. Don't look for the money, because if you are doing things for God and you are blessing to his people, he is always going to have a hand of provision over you. Make the focus about money, you're not going to be in tune and in line with the Holy Spirit and where God will lead you. And so, the last, the last time before we close out in prayer, if you have any prayer requests really quickly, I see none at the moment. Go ahead and drop those. And so, that as Pastor closes out with prayer, we can do something for you. Okay. Yeah, I just want to invite you to pray for uh, True Love Christian Church. We have uh, several members that are uh, affected. We have some elderly members who cannot leave. Uh, we have some people that are in the nursing home who cannot accept visitors. And so we are really concerned with that area of our ministry. And so uh, we want you to be praying for those, for those people because even though you may get to go out and go to the store, there are some people who literally cannot take that chance. Uh, I've got a niece who uh, is working as a nurse and she works uh, in the COVID unit at the hospital. And uh, I just like to lift her up in prayer as, as we get ready to go uh, for my niece, Demetria Lacey. Demetria, what's her last name? Morgan. Morgan. Married yeah. woman. She's a married woman. Shout out to her. used to her being, yeah. But uh, I want to lift her up. I'm so proud of what she's doing and the bravery that it takes to just literally get up and go to work every day. Uh, thank God for my, my team, uh, my, my workers who get up every day and uh, uh, are at risk and uh, to make this happen, to be a blessing to, to people. And, uh, and we, we have another member, uh, Sister Keisha Blunt. Uh, we want to lift her up. Uh, she, she, her uncle uh, has the coronavirus and uh, she, she sent me a request asking me to pray for us and we called and prayed with her and uh, I want you to continue to lift her up and uh, for those of you that do have her number reach out to her, call her and just let her know that you're thinking about her because uh, we show love in the love community uh, were there any, any prayer requests on there? Not so far, so maybe something in the inbox but you know 
Our Father God, we come to you today. We thank you. We thank you for who you are and whose we are. God, we thank you for your love. Your love is so uh, great to us today. Nothing shall separate us from your love. Not social distancing. Nothing can separate us from your love. Not the coronavirus. Nothing can separate us from your love. Not us today. Nothing can separate us from you. And so, God, we thank you today that you are so present, that you are so loving, that you are so kind that you always see fit to see about us. So God, whether it's uh, uh, Sister Demetrius or Sister Keisha, Lord, we're praying today, Father God, that you come up and you protect them today. We, we, we pray for healing today. We pray for covering today, God. We ask today, Father God, that you lift up the spirits of those that are in the nursing homes and they can't get out the elderly today. We thank you for them today. We couldn't be where we are without their wisdom and without their insight. And so God, we thank you. That, that we have those uh, members that are associated with our family. So God, we ask today that you touch them today, Father God. We ask that you protect all of our elderly community today, Father God. We ask that you keep them today. You keep them uh, covered today. But we also pray today, Father God, for our church today. We ask that you lift up our church today. We ask that you touch each person today, Father God. We ask today, Father God, that you make this our, which, which seemingly be our worst season that you allow it to be our best season because we're going to use this as a time to continuously reach out, to continuously show love, to continuously be a blessing to every person, not just in these walls, but all over Humble, all over Houston, all over Texas, all over the United States, and hopefully all over the world. God, we thank you today for the work that we're doing all over the world today, Father God. We pray that you continuously Move in our lives. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We thank you. We love you. We bless you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we log out, share, share, and share. Show love. Thank you, God, so
a powerful word today. Listen, partner with us. Text TLC Humble to 77977 and participate in all of the things that we have going on in the, in the Humble Love community. Also, if you want to follow us, connect with us on social media. Go to Facebook, Humble TLC. Follow me, Lacey World. Go to YouTube, Make sure you get all of the announcement videos at TLC Humble from YouTube. Or if you want to just follow us on the web, go to TLCHumble.org. We'd love for you to be involved in the love community. So share, share, share with a friend of yours, especially if you've been blessed today. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.